It is January 17th, 2023. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, sad news tonight as we start the show, as it has been confirmed that Jay Briscoe is dead at the age of 38. Uh, our thoughts are with his family. Uh, I think every, a, lot of, a lot of wrestling fans are really heartbroken tonight. A lot of wrestlers as well. Uh, NXT acknowledged this on the broadcast this evening, which I thought was a very nice gesture on WWE's part. Um, but we are here tonight to talk about this news, touch a little bit on NXT, but first and foremost, on everybody's minds, um, the passing of Jay Briscoe. Uh, Alfred, what do we know as far as the details of this? Uh, well, you know, Jay Briscoe, first and foremost, RIP. It's just such shocking news. I'm really still kind of collecting myself over it all is very shocking to just read that obviously you never expect something like that to happen so you can only imagine what his family is going through so r.i.p jay briscoe a legendary member of the briscoe brothers tag team 13 time roh tag team champions and um uh, right now according to the delaware state police uh, they reported that the crash um he passed away from a car crash and it occurred in the area of laurel road and little hill road around 5 30 p.m eastern uh, in the Delaware area. Uh, not a lot of details are known. The Shore News Beacon did report that four patients were trapped and there were two fatalities in this car accident. There are two critical patients and one was referenced as being pediatric, so child. But those are the details that we know. Um, don't want to speculate on anything at this time. Just uh, uh, horrible news, regardless of what, what you know, you spin it, Jay Briscoe passing away. He's just a legendary performer. Really, even after 20 years, it seemed like he was hitting his stride as part of the Briscoe brothers with more mainstream exposure as part of AEW and Ring of Honor. And just, you know, had some legendary matches last year, this year, mm. and was really on top of the tag team world uh, at the time of his passing, even though he was just 38 years old. Yeah, widely regarded as one of the best tag teams today. Now, Issa, you've interviewed Jay before, correct? I did. I did. They were, I was just sharing with you guys off air. I got a chance to meet them, interview him um, during SummerSlam weekend. And um, I'm, I'm still in shock. He was a very, very, they were both extremely nice to me. We share a couple of laughs over this, uh, <laughs> these guys that were cosplaying and they were play wrestling and they bumped into their table and almost like <laughs> knocked it onto them. And Jay's eyes were just like, I don't know if he was getting ready to throw hands on what he was doing, but it was funny because later when I saw him, he was like, did you see how people were acting a star cast? And I was like, I did, I did. <laughs> um, he was uh, he was just so kind to me every single time I got the opportunity to speak to him. So it's, 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 this one hits hard. Current current Ring of Honor mm, acting that's right. Yeah. Last They're night I 13th. saw, yeah. Yeah, last night I saw was that incredible collar dog, uh, the collar match against the FTR, and he just like I I love that match. I thought it was the best thing I saw in a long time, acting wrestling wise, and now it just means so much more. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Wrestling Inc. will have more details as they're available about uh, this tragic passing. Um, just so so crazy to think about. I mean, thirty eight is still relatively so young. I think people would argue that the briscoes were in the prime of their career and uh yeah this is just really really tough to believe in the prime of their career and getting ready to really establish themselves in front of more casual wrestling audience because a lot of hardcore people who follow all kinds of different products will acknowledge that they are some of the best tag teams in the world but even within the wrestling community there are people who even if you only watch ww and aew maybe you're not as familiar with the briscoes but they were turning a lot of people's heads over this past year and were coming up to be right there with the Usos, FTR as the best in the world year after year. And, you know, they were already Hall of Famers before this happened, and uh, they're going to be Hall of Famers now. Uh, but it just, it's horrible that uh, not only has he been taken away, you know, first and foremost for uh, the, the planet, but from the wrestling world in terms of all their great contributions to the wrestling world, that they're going to be no more as the Briscoe brothers. And I think, you know, they're definitely among uh, many people's favorite tag teams and favorite wrestlers working today. Uh, the FTR matches, absolutely huge. Um, I feel like they just made quite a name for themselves. And, uh, you know, with the acquisition of Ring of Honor by AEW and Tony Khan. Um, and Tony Khan was very open in the in the yeah. press, one of the press calls that he hired them, that they were locked in in a long-term deal with Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. they, they were in with him. Yeah. 
I'll tell you, you know, th- the, these past three years have been crazy, and I don't think accepting the loss of life has gotten any easier, um, given everything that's gone on. And with with this situation, I mean, it's just uh, shock, surprise, and I think it just caught a lot of people off guard. Um, and yeah, that was a very, very nice gesture by WWE to acknowledge it during tonight's NXT broadcast. Yeah, I always wanted, I mean, I've said multiple times on the podcast, one of my dreams was to see the Briscoes in WWE. I just always felt they were so different from everything that WWE had that they would stand out. And regardless of if they were used as a comedy act, I always knew that they were talented enough to work and they were, they could have been enormous stars if had they gone to WWE and just always reminded me of the Bushwhackers, which were one of mm. my favorite tag teams growing up as a kid. Uh, but I mean, they could obviously, in terms of the Briscoes, just really go athletically whatnot, but just that hardened look, they just look like wrestlers, look like they wanted to fight somebody or they just got in a fight and just such a marketable duo, not only from the outside looking at them and what they look like, but once you saw them wrestle, they wrestled different than a lot of other people wrestled as these two brawlers. So, you know, one of the first things that I was able to tweet out was how many times I fantasy booked the Usos versus the Briscoes mm, in my head. Yeah, it's a match that I wanted to see. Um, I remember Nick showing me when we used to do the wrestling insanely, showing me a promo that I went back and bookmark and I still go back and watch, you know, because they were just so funny. And I, I literally will fantasy book the promos. Not even I'm not even talking about the in ring. The in ring would have been absolutely insane. But the, can you imagine that the, the the promos between the Usos and the Briscoes, if we yeah. ever gotten that, oh. would have been insane. It's Amazing. funny too, and this is to the to their credit when I say this, and I think wrestling fans will understand this. We poke a lot of fun at some very tough guys in the world of professional wrestling, whether it's something about their look, something about their promo. Um, it could be something trivial because something about them, even though, oh, they're supposed to be this big, tough guy, like this is still, you know, theatrics. The Briscoes, I always thought had an intensity that seemed so real. Like it, it, and again, this is to their credit that it almost like kind of put me off a little bit where with some wrestlers that are heels, you go, oh, well, this is just fun and games. And the Briscoes, it was like, I get the impression these dudes live it. I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to piss them off. You know, 100%. but you hear these stories about everyone talking about how nice they were, how sweet they they, they yeah. are. You know, they how were beloved they by are. wrestlers, yeah. by the community. They were beloved backstage. But that what you just described, Glenn, that is that comes at a premium in the wrestling business. In yeah. that mm-hmm. that legit, you don't need to have it, but that legitimate tough guy aura where they exude that realness in front of the camera, you cannot teach that. That comes at a premium, and the Briscoes had it in spades. Yeah. I mean, these are promos that they're doing from their phones, in their backyard, in their farm, and they were more efficient than a lot of things that I see with all the production value. I, I, every time I would tweet, I would pop up. It was like, sit down and grab your popcorn because, you know, this is going to be the greatest two and a half minute videos that you're going to see on, on social media today. And that, that is the thing. It's that it factor. We always talk about it. The people that have it, they have that persona. Win or lose, you don't want to mess with them. They always gave you that whether it was on the ring whether it was through a promo even through a tweet there was just something about and, and they were whether they were coming off as tough guys so there was all they were always relatable it's, it's very weird because mm. not only were they tough they were relatable they were they had a very good connection with their fan base i mean i'll say in terms of promos we saw only saw a glimpse of it but in my mind one of the great feuds that never was was in ring of honor when they were supposed to be feuding with enzo and Cass, and that build happened yeah I, I, for what we saw of those promos back and forth, I thought it was fantastic. I thought that it could have been great, but I mean, look, they had some incredible, incredible feuds, incredible matches um, against each other. Briscoe yeah. versus Briscoe from the early 2000s. I mean, they had some crazy matches against each other that were great. They were yeah. great singles performers as well as tag team. Uh, I mean, it's it's interesting. Uh, Killer of Demons 669 is saying, oh, if they'd gone to WWE, they would have had to tone down their promos. I I, I wish they would have gone to WWE because I, I, I would have loved to have heard the stories about how Vince was backstage. Because <laughs> I think Vince would have believed it. There was something about these guys. Like, Vince would have loved these guys. Yeah, I mean, even Whether when, they were comedy, yeah. whatever they did, Vince would have used them every single week on TV. It's crazy. Now, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, this is just insane. Especially because it seemed like the Briscoe's career and Jay Briscoe's career was, was on, a, on an upswing. You know, not, Definitely. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, you know, I think with AEW acquiring Ring of Honor, 
with uh you know them uh getting over some past controversies and moving past that uh just yeah i think that uh the future was was looking very bright and um this is and just... they were getting a lot of exposure that they didn't have before that mainstream that you spoke about yeah a lot of people that weren't familiar with them were starting to to you know starting to know them i i, I know and heard a couple of stories of people that started going back and watching their matches i'm one of them i i became familiar with them on, on more recent and i remember going back ask a couple of people give me some suggestions watch a couple of their old matches and i really do think that they were just like you guys said on their prime they were just getting started and I think Tony Khan was is doing a good job at trying to give Ring of Honor more exposure. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of Tony Khan, you know, he definitely has a more sympathetic approach to the wrestling business. He put on what a lot of people would consider the greatest tribute show of all time for the late John yeah. Huber, Brody Lee. Mm. And, you know, on short notice, 24 hours, Dynamite is tomorrow. You know there's going to be some sort of tribute to Jay Briscoe. So I'm interested in seeing that because you know that AEW is going to honor his legacy the right way. And it'll be interesting to see if maybe they make the whole two hours a tribute show to Jay. And interesting to see, you know, how they adjust to the news that comes out and what happens on that end. Super chat from uh, John Jordan. Sorry, uh, Issa. $20 super okay. chat uh, saying rest in peace to Jay. Condolences to family, friends, and colleagues. The best part about wrestling is the community. When things are great, they're enjoyed together. When they're awful, people come together too. Much love, everyone. Thank you so much, John. Thank you, yeah, John. Thank you, John. Very well said. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think this is still just sinking in for a lot of people. That this is real. This happened. And... Uh, yeah, very. Yeah, it took me a while expensive. to process it. I saw Sean Michael sent out a tweet, Triple H sent out a tweet, so I do give WWE a lot of major props for acknowledging it on air and going on and and sharing the condolences on social media. Absolutely, uh, Triple H's tweet: an incredible performer who created a deep connection with wrestling fans across the globe. My condolences to the family and friends of Jay Briscoe. Yeah, very well said. It's really just so tough to it just happen so suddenly in terms of how it just comes out. And, you know, again, we've had these crazy news years. It feels like the past six months we've been just saying how big this story is, how big that story is. But then when a story like this happens and it's just real life, it, it just kind of reminds you how trivial they are and how, you know, stories and deaths like these, how powerful and impactful they can be. Yeah. Do you have Tony Khan's tweet, Alfred? Uh, I don't, but I can pull it up. Okay, great. Um, man. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people's minds were on this uh, over NXT tonight. I know we want to talk a little bit about that, but yeah, I mean, this is definitely the, the top story. So uh, Tony Khan tweeted, sadly, uh, Jameen Pugh has passed away. It's Jay Briscoe's real name. Known, as, known to fans as Jay Briscoe. He was a star in ROH for over 20 years from the first show until today. And he said, Jay and his brother, Mark, dominated ROH, reigning as champions to this day. We'll do whatever we can to support his family. Rest in peace, Jimmy. Tony Khan. Yeah, I think this is uh, going to be setting in for a lot of people, but a very sad day in the world of professional wrestling. And uh, our thoughts are with uh, his family. Um, before we dive into... NXT. Oh, let's see here. Um, Isa, what was the um, thing you'd sent me? Yeah, it was what Brian Alvarez just tweeted. Oh, got it. I'm just uh, trying to keep you guys posted in case anything breaks while we're on the air. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've got we got threads open, and we'll. Definitely bring you the latest confirmed news as we have it. Uh, again, out of respect, we just ask people, please don't wildly speculate or uh, spread rumors on anything unconfirmed. Yeah, it is worth noting. There has been a lot of speculation surrounding this death. I mean, that's as far as really I want to take it. But, you know, you're going to hear a lot of crazy things or whatnot, true or otherwise. But for this show, for the purpose of this show, uh, we can only confirm that he's passed away. And it's tragic when anybody's passes away. Um. What else do we have that's currently in the news before we dive into NXT? Well, uh, there is speculation on The Rock returning to WWE following Raw last night. Raw is 30. 
is being heavily advertised next week. A lot of legends, and they did announce that every generation of the NOIA family will be at Raw next week to acknowledge Roman Reigns in a tribal ceremony. Of course, if you saw the promo graphics they used, it was electricity, similar to what's in the Royal Rumble. So there is a whole lot of speculation on The Rock coming back. Kind of reminds me of the Sasha Banks situation, how this is kind of being promoted without saying his name. But do we see The Rock next week to promote your boy Roman Reigns, Issa? No, he's still scared. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Unless he's coming to acknowledge, bow down to the tribal chief head of the table, then he's more than welcome. I'll send him an invite just in case. Can you imagine if that's the segment that The Rock just comes out, pats Roman on the back? Good job. No, Pat, bow down. And then just turns around and leaves. It says, by the way, Black then, Adam now streaming on home video. Yeah, and then says, I'll never be on Roman's level. That will be a nice touch, too. <laughs> do you, th like, if The Rock didn't want to do, if The Rock didn't want to wrestle again, like, or if, he, if his choices were to do that or to lose to Roman... I think he would rather. I think he would rather do that. I think he'd rather acknowledge him and then later be able to be like, "Psych, just kidding," you know, something. Yeah, <laughs> just to just troll kidding. his cousin. I, I think yeah. he'd want to do the job. I don't know. I, of course, as Issa likes to say, you, you just don't expect anything or whatnot. But this is a wrestling world. Speculation ran wild. I do believe that Sasha Banks drew the largest walk-up sales for an AEW event in history, even though she did not show up. So this era of promoting by not saying their name, it's a very common thing. We've seen it with Bray Wyatt. We saw it with CM Punk. People thought they saw it with Sasha Banks. People think they're seeing it with The Rock right now in that I don't know how you get away with saying every generation of this family will show up. With all the rumors that are out there, WWE will face a backlash if The Rock doesn't show up. You know, whether or not they care is another discussion, but I fully expect people to really anticipate The Rock showing up on Raw as 30. And instead, we get the egg. Yeah. Oh, we, no. get, we get the Please rocks egg. Me they should blow it up like the gobbledygooker. Put that giant egg there, you know, and then Chavo Guerrero jumps out of there. I think that'd be great. In Austin Theory, I'll take a photo in front of it. Take a selfie. <laughs> be a lot of likes for that selfie. Yeah, do you think, it'll be interesting. Do you think Vince McMahon shows up at Raw 30? I was just about to ask you that. <laughs> do we get, I mean, we're going to, Pro Wrestling Bits going to have a new slate of videos next week, and we are going to be running with a Vince McMahon countdown clock. I truly do believe he will be back at WrestleMania, wow. maybe, maybe sooner, but enjoy the last three months of the Triple H era, because by WrestleMania, Vince McMahon will be back in the chair. Uh, and who knows, maybe he decides to come back to work early on Raw. I could see it easily. Wow. Kelvin Alexander, $2 super chat saying, Issa is my favorite cool heel. Thank you, Kelvin. I'm not being a heel, though. I'm being serious. If he shows up, he better be to acknowledge. So you think that if The Rock shows up, he will acknowledge the tribal chief and then go about his way? He will, or we'll make him. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, 50, he's 50 years old now, so we gotta, he's fragile, you know, so we got to kind of... 50s young in the wrestling business. Yeah. Mark is saying maybe the rock shows up on the Titan Toronto only. Maybe Kevin Owens is testing him eggplant, uh, texting him uh, eggplant emojis, and the rock has to, you know, respond. Isn't that what he did to get John Cena to come yes. back? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I could see it. It's, it'd be the elephant in the room. This segment will get hijacked if it goes long enough without the rock i could see fans chanting rocky we want rocky and if it comes and goes with no rock it'll kind of be sabotaged no maybe but don't you think that will i don't know i guess because when he showed up as a surprise at barclays i was it was such a moment but wouldn't you advertise him at this point you should and i agree with that idea but i feel like whether or not this is true or this is a valid concept i feel like the term advertisement has changed to where Wrestling companies feel that if you give this audience enough hints, because there's so many hardcore fans now, if you give them enough hints, you don't necessarily have to say the name. The fact that AEW sold out the United Center doing that strategy does give it validity that maybe they don't feel like they should say The Rock's name. They just have to give you these little rabbits that you're going to, you know, believe. Agreed. I, and I don't know how the tickets are moving, but advertising The Rock will sell tickets to cash. Mm -hmm. Right now you're, you're catering to us. But The Rock will sell tickets to a lot of casual viewers. He will, but or the play devil's advocate. Viewers, even anybody. Anybody. You're, you're in Philly. You don't have anything to do. Hey, The Rock's going to be at Wells Fargo. Why not? 
to play devil's advocate, the ticket selling and the ratings argument, I don't think hold as much water for Raw is 30 because the 30th anniversary of Raw is going to sell tickets and move ratings. This is going to be one of their biggest numbers of the year for Raw is 30. And it's going to, they're saying legends are going to be here and they're going to have these matches that are advertised. And I do think as a show with, with or without The Rock is going to do a good number. So maybe this is the type of show that WWE thinks The Rock can appear as a surprise because we're already going to do a good number. It's the weirdest thing about professional wrestling is how do we surprise people, but at the same time, not preclude doing something that will get more people to tune in, you know? Yeah. And you know what's funny? I, I'm sorry, ahead, just Alfred. one last thing. The one thing that they probably should have saved as a surprise is Cody Rose going to the Royal Rumble. Yeah, but they're just telling say. everybody two weeks early. Because everybody knew. You know, and, and at, at some point, I almost wish also, if you're going to do the surprise, then don't do all the egg, like the, the Easter eggs and just yeah. have it happen. Even even it was such a fresh reminder, for example, last week on Dynamite with Adam Cole coming back, no rumors, nothing leaked. This man is hiding in the back of an Uber. And it was it reminds you of how much you love those moments in wrestling when somebody's just a surprise appearance like that, um, you know, but then you tease it and then you don't you don't follow through you're also going to get the same criticism that happened last week with the whole page yep. mystery partner. No yeah. Dwayne is going to be trending if WWE doesn't deliver. Number one trend, no rock, no Rocky. You know, this is an entitled fan base. And what, to their credit, like usually I would be lashing out against these entitled fans for expecting something that's not <laughs> advertised. But AEW and WWE know what they're doing with these carny tricks of saying, I'm the boss, one month bill to, they knew people were going to expect Sasha. And guess what? It worked. They sold additional tickets. I was in Inglewood in the building for that show. And it was not, eight, there was way more than 8,000 that originally advanced. It was like, they were, I would say it was 80 to 90% full. I was very surprised. And that, a lot of that was the walk-up sales because people thought it was going to be Sasha Banks. So you can do business doing that, but you don't want to go to that well too much and keep burning fan bases. Yeah. Uh, Kite High, $5 super chat saying 38 years old, a star in Jay, gone way too soon. Rest in power, Jay. Thoughts to his family. Yeah, RIP, Jay. Absolutely. Oh, man. Uh, I, still can't, I still can't process that. Like somebody that yeah. we just watched wrestle tweeted five hours ago a new hat. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. And Life is too short. You could be here one minute and not the next. Don't take it for granted. Hug your loved ones. Tell them you love them. You know, I know Absolutely. that sounds like a cliche, but it really is. You really, what, that's one of the things that blew my mind. It's like, we just saw him wrestle. He's a, he's a current champ. Yeah. You know, like these things just, you don't, you're never prepared for this kind of news. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what else is in the news? Vince McMahon, as always. <laughs> The inevitable return to creative continues. Latest development, Vince McMahon, as part of his masterful comeback to WWE, went in and rewrote the bylaws so that he can approve a sale of WWE or a renegotiation of their TV rights without having to seek counsel from the board members. So essentially giving himself full power, carte blanche, to make a sale or a television deal without having to have a board vote or a shareholder consulting. Of course, this is causing a lot of uproar. There was a lawsuit filed, I believe in Delaware, last week uh, that uh, one of my articles is featured in that lawsuit against Vince McMahon. And there's wow. also another lawsuit from the Delaware firefighters, I believe, or the Detroit, I'm sorry, the Detroit firefighters has uh, filed a lawsuit against Vince McMahon trying to slow down the process of a sale. But Vince McMahon, you know, he's sending in suggestions. He's taking more power of the board. And it just seems like one step after another to give him full control of WWE ESA. He needs to just sell it already. I'm tired of this. It's been what a week. It's been I'm tired week. of this. Why isn't this done already? <laughs> no, like he's been sued. He's like he's trying to control the sale, and it's just like it's just a lot. And it just like we saw the news today of Adam Hopkins being gone, and of course everybody's like, okay, that's another Vince thing. And it's just like I just want to go back to those couple of months that we did have where everything just felt good and we were just talking about the storylines and how much better it was getting yeah vince put it on ebay already and just let it go to the highest bidder you set the deadline maybe set a minimum bid 
and whoever gets it gets it. $250 million OBO. I mean, the stock got an upgrade pick today. This is not financial advice. I know nothing about the stock market. Certainly, you've lost enough money there. Uh, but it did get an upgrade pick by some analysts today due to the impending sale. Yeah, and that impending sale was Vince McMahon's offensive lineman against the backlash. Because if he just comes back and it's like Vince is coming back, this dark price, who knows what would happen. But if he comes back under the guise of a sale, then the fact that it moves that much is going to shield him from the negative uh, optics of him coming back, given his allegations. Uh, Kelvin R. Alexander, $2, saying Issa is right. Vince is exhausting. Yeah, I see him taking it private. I see him selling it to whomever and then taking it private so that this company could be even more toxic and corrupt. And imagine the ground that covers. Yeah, he can go slap women in public and, and still keep his title. Like they oh, yeah, he, He's been able to do that. Yeah, that's, Is that's that a still, privilege that's, that he got that much money. That's still debuting tomorrow night. It's amazing oh, yeah. to me. Like, like nothing. Like, no. Like, just whatever. And then I, I saw some of the video uh, that, uh, uh, you know, uh, Harvard Chris was sharing about this due to concerns about concussions. And um, this looks insane and not in a good way. Not like, oh, my God, you have to see this. This looks like something out of idiocracy that in the future we just watch people smack each other in the face to see, like, who can keep standing. I mean, this this doesn't seem like a sport. This seems like. Uh, an ill-advised dare to be fair. And I agree in terms of it looking barbaric, all of these things were what they said about MMA fairly recent ago. I can remember as recently as 2014 of uh, people saying that this was barbaric. And, you know, to this day, people feel this way about UFC and MMA. And the fact that it's Dana White who comes from that world. And the fact that allegations aside, he's a great promoter in terms of somebody who's able to get this over into a mainstream audience. Sounds like they really believe in it. I could see it going either way. I'm definitely going to tune in for the first one. It is hard to see this type of sport, but I'm going to tune in and see how it does ratings wise, because I could see it going either way, whether it's going to be a colossal failure or a huge success in terms of this niche sport. But UFC was on the map because it was the idea that, hey, we all love the movie Bloodsport. What is the best fighting style? Who is the ultimate fighter? And then we found out that it's just, it's, it's really like there's one style and everybody practices that because there is one style that is the best. But when it started, it was like, what's better? Boxing, Taekwondo, Krav Maga, jujitsu like ufc started i think with a really good idea it devolved but even then like what is your defense alfred if you're in a competition where you're gonna slap somebody across the face as hard as possible knock them out and they're gonna smack you across the face as hard as possible what's your defensive move there that's crazy the the defense for these slap fights and what they're judged on is how little they sell it so they have to just know how to just keep that game face on which I mean, the best defense is just don't sell it, brother. <laughs> Learn how to take a concussion while standing up. Undertaker just, needs to be in this yeah. league. Then they'll move numbers because he's not selling anything. I mean, this is, this is, uh, I, I think this is, this, and as this is a wrestling fan, I think this is dumb. And um, given the situation with Dana White, I am shocked that this is still going on as planned. I'm not shocked. I, you know, Dana White, Vince McMahon, certain people that rules change for them. And I'm not even necessarily saying everybody needs to be canceled. I just wish that everybody got the <laughs> sympathy that Dana White and Vince McMahon tend to get in terms of people looking what people deciding that, oh, let's just show some human empathy for this person. I wish everybody benefited from those rules instead of just the rich white people. Yes. Charlie Layton, $2. Vince is killing his creation. I mean... Yeah, but that's the thing. Vince doesn't think Vince doesn't think Vince is a destructive force in WWE. Vince thinks that only he knows in his mind and his heart what is right, and uh, everybody's trying to uh, you know sabotage him. It'll be interesting because I know that narrative is very strong out there in terms of Vince McMahon is coming back to kill WWE to kind of stick it to everybody who ousted him, and he's going to take it right into the ground. That very well may happen creatively, but. Whatever scenario comes about Vince McMahon's return, WWE or whoever owns WWE is going to come into more money than it's ever seen. So 
in terms of a financial decision, this could be a windfall for WWE. But creatively, yes, it'll probably go back to uh, some pretty poor booking. But I will say, Vince McMahon's thing is, the storylines that he does pay attention to were very good. Roman Reigns was very good under Vince McMahon. So people scared about the bloodline storyline, I don't think I have anything to worry about. Mm, although Sammy, Sammy, Sammy Uso was not the... Uh... Sammy might have things to worry about for obvious reasons, if, depending on who buys WWE. Now, let me just say, if Vince was coming back to just destroy WWE out of spite, that might actually be very entertaining in a very entertaining wrestling program. If Vince yeah. was just like, this will show y'all. He'd be a great heel. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I actually be a great that'd be a great storyline. You know? And he even played into it. Like you said, if he came back and he's like, Teflon, can't keep me down. I own everything. Like that that's too real though. I don't think they could do that. I think they could, and I think people would cheer him for it. Like you read yeah. what you will on Twitter, read what you will on a subreddit. Whatever 24-hour outrage happens, Vince McMahon shows up in front of a live crowd. They're bowing down. They're cheering for him. And they're not keeping that same energy. In your busy day-to-day life, the last thing you should need to worry about is home security. That's why I use the Eufy Video Lock. The Eufy Video Lock is a 3-in-1 smart lock, 2K camera, and doorbell. That's three functions to triple your security in one device that's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. And it's not just for security, it's also convenient. With keyless entry, fingerprints unlock the door in less than a second. You can also assign passwords to your family members and see them coming and going with the integrated camera. See who's at your door anytime with the enhanced night vision, 2K clear sight, and two-way audio. Unlike other brands, the Eufy Video Lock has no monthly fee. It also has an 18-month warranty and customer support on standby 24-7. I love this lock when I'm far from home or receiving a package and I'm laying on the couch and don't feel like getting up. For more information, search for Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can get complete control of your door. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't know that why I live in a different reality, but I'd like to I'd like to visit there from time to time just to see if it's better or worse overall. You know? Yeah. Uh, Steve Marco Chili, Buck 99, which fits better, Disney or NBC to buy WWE? NBC. They already have the, the PLEs on Peacock. It would just be a smooth transition. It would just be a matter of getting SmackDown from Fox. 100% NBC. In addition, USA Network needs WWE, so if they're not on NBC or an NBC-owned property, USA Network might die. For, for a lot of reasons, NBCU and NBC Family could use WWE. And Disney would be a luxury. Disney already owns everything. They already have that great deal with UFC and ESPN. And I don't think they have, they would want to spend that much money to get WWE. It'd be one of their biggest purchases, I think, of all time in terms of what they'd have to pay uh, to get WWE as a single property. Yeah, again, remember Marvel and Star Wars, uh, the the Lucas Library, those were $4 billion each. I mean, if anybody knows, I'm not saying WWE isn't worth that much money, but... I don't think Disney would see WWE on that same level, given what they've paid for what you would argue are way higher mainstream commodities in WWE. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I think, I think they underpaid for Marvel and star Wars. Yeah. I mean, then those, those have been huge return on investment for Disney. So I don't know. I think uh, USA and you know, USA people are like, Oh, Disney, the theme parks, universal got theme parks too. 
and it actually probably would fit better there. I don't think I don't see yeah. the celebration of WWE happening in a Disney theme park, but at Universal, sure. Especially now, you know, Universal is opening a park in Texas. They're doing that permanent haunt attraction in Las Vegas that they're installing. I mean, I think if Universal acquires them, we might actually get a physical Hall of Fame and a hotel on Universal property. Hopefully and a roller coaster. Yeah. Yes. Where they just like strap you and it's like a giant Brock Lesnar just suplexing you over and over. <laughs> oh my God, I would love that. Let's go. <laughs> uh, anything else in the news? Nope, that is the news. So what should we talk about with NXT tonight? We could just run down the show, quick summary. I mean, we didn't miss too much. It seems like they're oh, doing the man. slow walk toward Vengeance It was a Day. blur for me after the news came out, mm. honestly. Especially the second hour. I, I, I can honestly mm -hmm. tell you, I really couldn't break down that second hour because the process of me finding out was like 30 minutes of me doing nothing, really. Yeah. Uh, I was shocked before I was able to react at all. You know, my in this day and age, I feel like if I'm on social media and I see the news that somebody has passed away, my knee-jerk reaction is just like... It's a hoax. It's a hoax. Mm -hmm. Is this confirmed? Is somebody, you know, getting ahead of themselves on some very tragic news? Um, yeah, I mean, this with Jay Briscoe, this is very sad. The story is still developing. Um, we opened NXT tonight with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus Apollo Crews and Axiom. Apollo and Axiom got the win. Long this match. match I did... This match I did remember. I watched it. This was before any of the news broke, yeah. and I thought it was it was a banger. I really enjoyed it. Thought it was great. However, just send Trick and and Melo to the main roster already. I don't want to see them staying in NXT. You're just gonna have them losing matches. Yeah, he's losing his momentum. Great match. He's putting on bangers, but he don't need to lose his momentum. And I'm not sure where he stands after he dropped that North American Championship. And he's one of the best things in NXT. So if you don't have anything of substance for him then send him off i can see him showing up at the rumble maybe testing the reaction you know but it, i i like carmelo i like what he can do and i don't want to see him just go on losing streaks and becoming relevant on nxt yeah i think he either chases a world title or he goes to the main roster and it might be tricky if they're going to remain heels because it looks like grayson waller is going to win that strap i think at vengeance day and if he does then you've got that weird heel heel dynamic or trick and carmelo can turn face and i think they'd be great faces but if there's no plan for trick and carmelo to chase whether it's grayson waller or braun breaker for the nxt world title they have no business there they feel like fifth year seniors and i think they'd be very entertaining and really good on the main roster Kevin Nair Alexander, $5, is saying my takeaway from NXT tonight is to give Saul Ruka all the belts. And we'll yeah, talk Saul about Saul Ruka is going to be some match. man. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Alicia pointing out, surprised that Carmelo took that pin. Me too. Maybe mm -hmm. they're winding him up. Maybe they're going to start using him to give the rub to other people before he leaves for the main roster. But I could see him in the Royal Rumble. I mean, the transitions out of NXT have gotten worse the more time has gone on, I feel like. Yeah um yeah uh so tony d'angelo was with stacks on a bridge and, oh my god uh, he wasn't there to whack him i thought he was gonna there was one moment there that i thought i i i'm watching and i'm like tony don't do this like he's like like stacks turns his back and i really saw it coming very proud of the growth that is what you call growth of tony d'angelo to not whack him and send him over the bridge <laughs> at that moment <laughs> maturity um but yeah. Instead, uh, he was saying the bridge is a metaphor to a new beginning, and he's going to make Stax the underboss of the D'Angelo family, which consists of Tony D'Angelo and Stax. <laughs> the two dimes on his hand. Nice touch. Yes. Uh, Stax is the assistant to the regional manager. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, just uh, what are they doing with Tony, man? What are they doing with Tony? I don't know, but I do enjoy the Tony D'Angelo outside of NXT promo, so I'm glad that we did get yeah. one of those. Yeah, he's one of the best in the business when it comes to vignettes outside of NXT. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, we got uh, Tiffany Stratton backstage. That's when that's when the news broke. I can oh, tell you that right yeah. now. I remember looking yeah. at her. I remember seeing Indy, and that's exactly when my phone started going crazy in my chat. Um, I did thought Tiffany Stratton looked beautiful. Yeah. We heard from Toxic Attraction, who uh, won, who are the number one contenders for the NXT Women's Title, and uh, but they can got... they coexist? Jesus, 
And they got interfered tonight by Lira Valkyra. Valkyra. Uh, yeah. And Roxanne Perez ch uh, challenging them to a main event. Yeah. I'm Roxanne still not Perez happy is... about... Go ahead. Very small. It's just my takeaway. She's very because she yeah. even was dwarfed by by Lyra. It looked like I, I didn't know she was that small. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I was gonna say. Okay. I'm one sorry. Of those, one of those nights. Um, okay. but uh, yes, yeah, this was this was a fine promo segment. I think uh, the build for this. I mean, I think Roxanne's gonna still be women's champion after Vengeance Day. Just a hunch. Um oh but then we had uh Alba Fire versus Saul Ruka. With Saul well, getting to... amazing. That finisher, okay. Amazing. The finisher, I mean, it's the same as an RKO. It makes no sense whatsoever, but it looks incredible. Yeah. Yeah, definitely one you need to suspend your disbelief, but so is a Canadian destroyer, and that is one of the greatest finishers of all time. That you would flip and the other guy would flip too. And so this is on that level, and it's just like the Canadian destroyer was the next evolution of the power bomb. This is the next evolution of the RKO or the diamond cutter or what have you. I think this is one of the best finishers in the game. And I love how the announcers react to it. I think that really helps when they just kind of react like they've seen one of the coolest things they've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, the finisher is awesome. She's got the look. She's so athletic. She's going to be something special, and I'm, I'm excited to be watching her on NXT. Super athlete, and one more on the board for the NIL program. So just keep track of all yeah. these super athletes who don't know the business, brother, as if that ever mattered, Goldberg, Ultimate Warrior, as if that ever mattered that you have to grow up as a wrestling fan. It doesn't, Brock Lesnar. It doesn't matter at all, Sting. So keep an eye Luka, on all these super Bianca, athletes. Belair. Yeah, Luka, Bianca, Bianca Belair. Belair. Like yeah. how much she's grown, how incredible she is, and, and, and how she's picked up this business like this. Uh, the it factor can be taught. Wrestling in the ring, that can be taught, you know, and, and you, you have to look for that. Um, I, I'm, I'm done criticizing those choices, like what their background is at, at this point. I, you just got to respect it. Yeah, it's yeah. These so... NIL athletes, a lot of them are going to be special. They're not all going to hit, but the ones that do are going to be really special, I think. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. I mean, you think about the main roster and the way the hierarchy is established there, especially in the women's divisions. And I swear, I mean, there's like five women in the NXT roster that I think could be champion mm -hmm. right now. You know? At least. And the problem is that there's just no upward, like, it's tough with these long reigns. Right. Know? And it's tough also because what do you do? Like, going to the main roster 10% of the time maybe is going to Leads you to greener pastures. Yeah. You know? Uh, Kelvin R. Alexander, $5. I feel you, Glenn. The Briscoe News is a gut punch. It's hard to recover from. It's just, man, it really makes you think, you know, about how uh, it can all just be over. Yeah. Um, you know, our thoughts with this family tonight. Uh, it's, it's very nice to see the outpouring of uh, kind words uh, toward him. But still, I, I wish there was a way... I wish it was more normalized to like say really nice things about how much you appreciate people while they are with us. Definitely. And I mean, you know, even in mentioning, cause things have come up about his life and his career and legacy. And people always talk about whatever tweets were sent. And I think we see now, and, and unfortunately it was until he died. We see now how silly it is to reduce somebody's whole life to a friggin' tweet or something they said about whatever political stance when this guy had a whole long life that now people are deciding to go back and look at him in context. We shouldn't wait for somebody to die before we say, okay, let's look outside of Twitter to see how this guy really was. That should be normal. Yeah, I 1,000% um, I agree. It's not the right time to even be bringing that up, but if you open your social media and you see, and, and like you said, <clears throat> wish it would have been shown to him while he was still here. But if you open social media and see the reactions from all of the wrestling world right now, from all backgrounds, from you know all walks of life, and the way that they're speaking about Jay Briscoe, you have a couple of tweets that were sent a long time ago in here. Everybody does deserve a second chance and, and, and to prove whether they have changed or not. I think people show their true colors. And I do think based on the reactions that we're seeing that there was improvement made. That's not, this is not the time to be bringing that stuff up. 
Uh, Ron Taylor, $2, saying Saul Ruka needs to be in the Rumble. That would be nice. She could be in that Kofi Kingston slot. I mean, Naomi, from what we know, isn't with WWE back yet. So if she's not going to be in the Rumble, and I know Kofi's going to do the Men's Royal Rumble spot, but Saul well, Ruka... they giving them to uh, Casey Kataro, like she's the new name now? She was doing a couple of crazy Rumble spots as well. Yeah, she had one of those in NXT, Caden. Um, no, not yeah. Caden Carter, Katana Chance. Katana. She, mm-hmm. she climbed the pole. And yeah, she's definitely yeah. capable of that too. So it's another thing about these NIL athletes. When we might get to a Royal Rumble eventually, like 15 years from now, where those <laughs> spots are just common. Like everybody, like there's only two people who don't do the Royal Rumble highlight spot. We're going to get to that, where it's just the Royal Rumble is no, like Cirque du Soleil. It's going to get to one where you pop for something silly, like when somebody lands on a pancake, because we already yeah. seen so much athleticism yeah. that we just pop for something out of the ordinary because all these people are doing this crazy thing. Yeah. I still remember even last, I think it was, was it last year, the year when Bianca won and her and, and Rhea are just holding on, like they're both of them on the outside, their feet not touching the floor. Like it's going to get to the point that we're going to have so many athletes up there that Everybody's going to be able to avoid an elimination. Yeah, they're going to go on for two hours, three hours because no one's going to be eliminated. It's going to be the whole pay per view of the Royal Rumble because they just can't get eliminated. (laughs) This one is going. They haven't haven't advertised a lot of matches yet. Yeah. If they really did like spaced out the countdowns correctly and really, I would actually be absolutely here for it. If they actually, you know what? And even if they said that, like, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. There's got to be a, a good way to do it, but um, I would love it if they turned it into a spot fest. I think we could see Naomi come back at the Rumble. I'd love it. And Sasha. Maybe not, Sasha. It, never say never in the wrestling business. Okay. If she's not going to AEW and she wants money, it's one place. <laughs> Steve Marcucci, Buck 99, is it time for a women's intercontinental title in WWE? No, I mean, I would argue that they, whether Raw and SmackDown having two singles titles good enough, I think there needs to be less titles all around. And I think two titles wow. for the women with a tag team title is perfect amount of titles. I just think all the additional titles for the men, there should be two singles titles and a tag team title for the men too. I would personally get rid of the women's tag team titles if you're going to add a mid-card wow. title because you have a bunch of women just thrown together to, to keep these titles alive. I agree. In WWE, where they never mm-hmm. seem to really value women's tag team wrestling, the women's tag team titles will always be portrayed as a joke. I think if we're getting Ronda and Shayna as tag team champs and going on a lengthy run, I think that's going to go against Glenn. Well, first they're going to go against damage control. Yeah. You know? And uh, I don't know. I think, I think you could really do something with that. And then they're going to feud with Damage Control for a year. That's what I thought we would be by now. I thought this Ronda and Shayna pairing that happened around the time of Clash of the Castle, I thought that they were just going to be two world beaters, but they haven't really done that. Actually, actually, that I could see Vince being against that. And Vince saying, if you've got Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey in the company, why is she not champion? You know? Yeah, I could see him wanting to put, but same applies for Charlotte too. I think, you know, Charlotte is another yeah. favorite of that era. Yeah. Be interesting to see what happens. Um, Grayson Waller sat down with Vic Joseph. Grayson just needs to win the title already. Yeah. And I, yeah. hate, I hate what they did with that match last week. I still think it didn't hurt him. It didn't, it didn't help anybody. Uh, felt unnecessary. And I'm looking forward to a steel cage match. I want him to win. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, and it doesn't really work because it's not like that to finish where it cost him the title and he was on his way to winning it. He actually made him look like an idiot where he was getting counted out and then he wasn't able to get back in the ring, so he got counted out anyway. It's not like he had Braun Breaker pinned and the referee counted slow or there was a distraction or anything like that. He did not have this match won. So it's weird that they're going with the whole Chael Sonnen gimmick. Having said that, Man, did Chael Sonnen get to me. I felt like that Braun Breaker shot at Chael Sonnen was more of a shot at him than at Grayson Waller when he said he talked a big game and never won a big fight in his entire life, which, <laughs> unfortunately, Chael's one of my favorites, but that is true about Chael Sonnen. Yeah. Um, so after this segment, Alba Fire was backstage, had a confrontation with Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Alba wants to be an NXT Women's Tag Team Champion, says she doesn't even need a partner stormed off we'll see what happens there i think it's gonna uh, be isla dawn yeah probably right and I can they coexist yeah can they coexist 
Isle of Dawn. Is it going to be Isle of Fire? Or is it going to be... Uh... Isle of Fire has a good ring to it. Yeah. Alba Dawn. Alba... No, that sounds like an old folks home. Sounds like Abaddon. <laughs> yeah. Abaddon. Oh, oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, What's AEW doing with Abaddon? Nothing. Free Abaddon. Forever. Mm-hmm. Free Abaddon. She should go to ROH. I think she'd be yeah. great in ROH. Or she's just, she's just freer. I heard WWE is very interested until they found out she was under contract. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's great. Um, so Gallus versus Brooks and Dunn with Fallon Henley tonight. Gallus looked good. This this is at this point, I was not paying yeah, much attention. Is, uh... Mm-hmm. Uh, Gallus won this match. Um, I did try and pay attention to the drama going on in Chase U, where uh, the 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 NXT anonymous had gotten Duke Hudson backstage talking to another chase you student like talking a little smack audio was a little tough to make out on this but um we then had thea hale having her first match on nxt versus valentina for us uh thea getting the win what did you think alfred of thea in the ring uh from what i saw i remember i thought it was okay but um i think she has a great personality for wrestling and i think she's another one of these women who like you mentioned earlier could win the world championship uh, but you know, this was, I, I probably saw the first minute of this match it, that is all I remember. And for all I know, it could have lasted that long. Yeah. Um, so after that, um, the NXT acknowledged uh, the passing of Jay and gave uh, their condolences. Um, we had Electra Lopez backstage with, uh, Valentina. Because uh, Electro wanted to help Valentina in the match, which she lost to Thea Hale. We'll see what happens there. And then Electra said she's gonna uh, watch the, her match with the Valentina's match with Wendy Chu next week. So things are happening. Um, we went from that to New Day doing an in-ring segment. And, they look uh, great. I like I like the fits here. Yes, um, yeah. they were out there with. Uh, uh, interrupted by Pretty Deadly and Gallus. Yeah. Yeah, this storyline just feels like a chase from Pretty Deadly to win. It, it, the storyline, the way they're doing it, I don't know if they're doing it on purpose or not. They're making you want to see Pretty Deadly overcome the odds to win these tag team titles. Yeah. Because they had yeah. that gauntlet won, even with the Rockers thing. They were on their way to winning it, and then Gallus comes out of nowhere. So now it's another roadblock, but you're kind of rooting for Pretty Deadly to win these titles. Gallus. Yeah, they they no, made please. it. Sorry, Glenn, but I felt that last week they made it very unfair. Like the whole go find some partners to beat, so they do that, and then you come out. You're you're looking, you're setting up people to root for pretty deadly here. When you come out and say no, you're gonna wrestle who we want you to wrestle, etc. Yeah. And all of these things going wrong for her, for them, it really does feel like you're setting it up for people to just start rooting for pretty deadly at this point. And is it gonna be a triple threat? The chat saying it's gonna be a triple threat. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That would be but, a uh, Look, Gallus is of the school of, well, what's their character? They're tough and they're really good wrestlers. And I don't think yeah. that's as compelling to watch. Yeah. That's like the entire AW roster, except for the tough part. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Absolutely. All that professional wrestling. <laughs> um, Braun Breaker sat down with Vic Joseph. I didn't like this promo. I did uh, hear up. I think the only part I pay attention to was Ron Breaker saying, Well, I don't know. I don't know. People are saying I could have lost, but you will never know. And I'm like, What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, this is a fine promo. And again, a good shot to, to Chael Sutton. And uh, it just feels like Grayson Rawler is going to win. I wonder if he brings that. I wonder if he wears two NXT titles if he wins. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Calvin R. Alexander, $5, saying, like the dynamic of the evil Elector trying to corrupt an innocent and wholesome Valentina. <laughs> Me too. Um, well, uh, Big Body Javi was going to play a song, but Tyler Bate cut his music off. So is his going to play Feliz Navidad? Yeah. <laughs> My God. <laughs> is his gimmick that he's just stealing other people's gimmicks? Because it seems like every week he's got a new... Uh... Because this week it's Elias. He's stolen Jericho's gimmick. 
I mean, it's a solid gimmick. Yeah, it'll, it'll go, it can go forever. You can show up as the Undertaker next week. Yeah. Uh, but this led to Tyler Bate getting a win over Big Body yeah. Hobby. Yeah, yeah he, was announced. he was announced. It felt good to see him be back. I, I, I like Tyler Bate a lot. Very talented. I like Tyler Bate. I hate his theme music. They had all that time away and they couldn't remix his theme music instead of this generic yeah. adult <laughs> softcore <laughs> porn music. It's better than Samoa Joe's music. It always sounded like elephant porn. <laughs> His music in WWE. Listen to it. It sounds like elephant porn. Elephant porn. I thought it sounded like a toilet flushing. No, elephant. 1,000%. Telling you. You know what I'm you, thinking you'll... about right now? There is that loud, like, elephant trumpet. <laughs> I know. In the middle of the I bridge. <laughs> um, You'll never be able to unhear it now. Nope. <laughs> Toxic Attraction took on Roxanne Perez and Lyra Valkyra in the main event tonight with Roxanne and Lyra getting the win. Um, man, they're going to keep building this up with Roxanne. Uh, but good on her and Lyra for getting that win tonight. Yeah, she went to Booker T's uh, wrestling school. Do you know that? What? Yeah, Did she? Roxanne. Yeah. I'm Guys. googling that. I don't believe it. I know I know that I mention it. I have to Google it. It took me What's a couple his school of pages called? of scrolling. Reality of wrestling. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see this for myself. I'm dead ass. Roxanne Perez, reality. Oh my god. I know. That's, how, why doesn't anybody talk about this? This is crazy. <laughs> Nobody talks about this. I didn't know Roxanne Perez went to reality. I didn't even know Booker T had a wrestling school. That's crazy. Nobody talks about this. Crazy. Wow, I learned something new every day. Um, it's kind of a short main event, but yeah, <laughs> literally because Roxanne was in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see her and Wendy Chu as a tag team. They they would be an adorable tag team. Yeah. Fun side. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Roxy and Roxanne are the same person. Yes. I was being sarcastic about Roxanne and Roxy and all that stuff. I, I do understand that Booker T has a reality of wrestling school. <laughs> and I do understand that Roxanne is one of his students. It has been made patently obvious. Uh, I, I think props to the to the NXT people just for keeping the show going. Like Rock, I know Roxanne was somebody that was in Ring of Honor. I know hearing this news, it's like, how do you... You know, yeah. go out there and do what you do. So, major respect to them. As because yeah. crazy breaking news, it's the second week in a row that this happens to NXT. Fortunately, what was speculated last week turned out to be just a crazy rumor. Not so much this week, but it's gotta be hard to to compete out there when you know that one of your friends, coworkers, whatever, somebody in the in the world of professional wrestling had a tragedy. Yeah. I mean, the Mandy thing is another thing. It just seems like these, you know, Tuesday night, these these rosters are just kind of flung into this emotional turmoil. And, and it's very weird because we just saw the Damar Hamlin incident where they canceled the game altogether because it's traumatic to see a guy go into a cardiac arrest in the field where you don't even want to play the game anymore. And, you know, a situation like this, you know, who knows if that could have been under consideration in terms of something I mean, very close. If it was part of the NXT locker room and some tragedy struck there, I would hope that they would cancel the show. Yeah, I think we all thought the same when Owen Hart tragically passed away. Yeah. But. And again, but in their defense, they did kind of, they were kind of in a state of shock and they probably weren't in the best state of mind to make good decisions. But in hindsight, they absolutely should have canceled that show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Kelvin R. Alexander, $2 saying Roxanne is pretty small, but immensely talented. Oh yeah. Great baby face. And they don't, those don't grow on trees. Yeah. Hey, Alfred, how about those Green Bay Packers? Hmm? Uh, I don't feel like talking about the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we're okay, going to have a shareholder sure. meetings to discuss, sure. but uh, the Green Bay Packers will be back and better than ever in 2024. I'm pretty sure that they were going to win the Super Bowl. Well, they'll win. Then... Every year, the Green Bay Packers win the Super Bowl somehow because this trophy is named after Vincent Lombardi, coach of the Green Bay Packers. So that's just being borrowed for the time being. And when we're ready to take it back, we'll take it back. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Packers over Bills next year. <sighs> the Packers were robbed. That Lions medical attendant should have never been on the field. 
Mystic, nasty. You just give your your football predictions are horrible. I just want you to know that. Packers over Bills in 2024. <laughs> so, um, God's team will win the Lombardi Trophy in 2024. You heard it here first. Thank you, uh, everyone, for tuning in tonight. It's a, it's a tough night with, again, Jay Briscoe has passed away at the age of 38. Um, stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for more details on this story as they emerge. Uh, our thoughts are with his uh, family, friends, loved ones. Um, we thank you all for tuning in. Tomorrow night, AEW. Uh, it should wrestling. be an emotional episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, everybody, uh, take care. Please uh, call a family member. Don't text them tonight. Call them. Let them know you care about as we are reminded of far too often, life is fleeting and quite short. Um, and I think it's important to let people know how you feel. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. Please take care of yourselves. We'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.